Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is Saturday, January 13th, episode 52 of the Take for Take podcast. Trent, Gage, how are we doing, fellas? Damn, awesome. Liven up a little bit, man. It's wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. My brownies playing by the time you guys are listening to this. Um, Probably right before the game, so yeah, I'm gonna be a nervous wreck. But I, I'm I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I, I like how I get to get that out of the way the first game of the of the Super Wild Card weekend. So pumped to be here, man. Yeah, you two, uh, you two guys are in a. Uh, um, you could be busy tomorrow or today, I guess. By the time you're listening to this, Trent, you got the brownies like you just said, kicking off Gagers. Uh, GTD maybe in Arrowhead for uh, Kansas City, Miami. Well. Well, uh, he'll let us know, but uh, yeah, you guys could have a fun, uh, fun Saturday, man. I'm kind of jealous, not gonna lie. What do you got lined up? Uh, nothing, man. We uh, we're gonna go watch a Browns game somewhere and then post up for the uh, the nightcap. <laughs> nothing but football this weekend, man. I'm excited. It's, it's gonna be fun. But we got a big show, man. Nice, long, jam packed show. A lot of stuff to talk about, and I mean a lot of stuff. So we're going to do our absolute best to uh, get through it thoroughly and quickly. So that way we don't wanna, we're not on here for three hours. But first thing we're going to get into, we got to talk, talk about college ball. Now we can talk about the Ohio State and all the transfers and everybody coming back. But uh, we'll touch on, on, on the, the big names, right? The big obvious names. And uh, we'll fly through that really quickly. But before we do that, national champion, the team up north, University of Michigan, uh, best defense in the country, in my opinion, by far, 34-13, absolute ass-kicking of Washington. That front seven, especially that defensive line, manhandled Washington's offensive line all night. Penix had no time. He was under distress or under stress. It seemed like every time he dropped back to pass, it was, it was a good game through... Probably the first half. I know it was 17-10 at halftime, but really second half, man. Michigan fucking dominated, dominated that football game and started to pull away uh, beginning of the fourth quarter there. I think it was the very first play come out of half that the, the, the whole tie oh, kind of shifted. The pick, pick, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they had a great drive to go into halftime, and I was watching it with some buddies. I was like, this perfect time, double dip. You, uh, you get your points before half, and then you come out of half, and you, you get any kind of points, you're right back in that game. But... um. I mean, yeah, you come out and you throw a pick the first play in the third quarter and give Michigan a short field, which they'll take advantage of nine nine out of ten times. And uh, I think that was kind of the difference right there. But you mentioned it, Austin, the, the front seven, man. It was and, – and Penix is good on the run and whatnot, but um, when he has to do it every single time he drops back, um, I mean, you guys mentioned it when I wasn't here last week. Trent, you were, you were spot on with – the, the scheme that Michigan has and that defense is is something that you, I mean, you don't mess around with and the scheme that Washington had just wasn't even comparable to what Michigan did so I was disappointed Austin I'm sure you were all over Washington um, I was on Michigan morally I wanted Washington to win um, but ethically I, I kind of knew that this was just a complete mismatch on at least the defensive side of the ball yeah, we we talked about it, Austin, on the preview show. Like that was going to t- determine the game, right? Washington's offense against Michigan's defense, and I thought Penix. 
I'll give credit to Michigan's defense, but I thought there was even, you know, times where, um, you know, the pass rush didn't get there at open eyes and he, he just missed him. Like he was shook. Yeah, obviously there was a lot of pressure, but you could tell he was like kind of thrown off his game. That was probably one of the worst games he's played all year. Um, you know, I don't want to take credit away from Michigan. Like, like I said, I mean, that, that defense um, is such a veteran group and it, the, the like you mentioned, Gage, the scheme they run is, is an NFL scheme. Um, so it's about the toughest defense you're going to face in college football. And, um, I mean, Washington had their chances. Like, as as bad as Washington's offense was at times, like, Michigan was doing a lot for the majority of that game, too. They, they started off really fast, and they ended fast. But there was a long portion of that game where it was kind of hanging in the balance, and... You know, Penix just couldn't make the, the plays needed or receivers would drop a ball. It just it wasn't a crisp crisp game at all from Washington. It's a, it's a bummer. Um, but uh, like I kind of said on the preview show, like I did think Michigan was better. I did, did think Michigan was going to win. So I think the better team won. Um, but Washington had their chances, man. They're going to be kicking themselves. And obviously, Kalen DeBoer... Um, the news earlier on Friday that he's off to coach uh, and, and following Nick Tuscaloosa. So he got the hell out of there. Yeah, he's a, he got the hell out of there. He he, he saw his chance, and um, I, I mean, we can get into that. I don't know if you guys have anything else on the game, but yeah, it just uh, pretty it, like I don't. I don't really know how, like, what word I would use to, to describe the game because it was ugly. Like, it looked like like Michigan should have been, win- and they probably should have been winning that game by like three touchdowns going in the half. Right, the 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 the, uh, the drive going in the half. Gage, you mentioned it. The uh, the late touchdown to uh, McMillan, I believe it was. Um, like, it was a good drive, right? It was a fourth down conversion, to score a touchdown, hoping to come out and double dip. But just Michigan dominated that game defensively. Offensively, they had the two huge runs um, in the first quarter. Uh, Donovan Edwards um, over 100 yards on six carries, but he had the 46 yarder, and then it was like a 30 something yarder uh, touchdown in the first quarter. But like Washington couldn't do anything. And Trent, you, I'm, not, I don't want to keep like beat a dead horse, but like you mentioned like not, he couldn't hit any of his receivers, and like. It, it it's hard to like go back and like rewatch highlights or like watch that game back and like see how many seam routes he had open. Like obviously the fourth down uh overthrow of Undunze on the right side there, I think it was in the first quarter. Um so bad. Like he had I forget the exact number. I wish I I, I kept the the tweet, but it was like less than 1.6 seconds to throw to football and it felt like as soon as he hit his back foot to like plant, like somebody was in his grill. And Michigan only had one sack as a team, but the, the amount of pre- I, I I wish I had the amount of pressures in front of me because it felt like every drop back, somebody was in his face. And, and Mason- hey, Trent, you, to go along with that point, Austin, um, Trent, you mentioned it last week with like the scheme that Washington has to have on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think they tried. I think they listened to you. Honestly, they tried to run the ball to try to open some things up. But yeah. I mean, you could you could tell that Dylan Johnson wasn't hundred percent from the jump i mean i feel like there were some runs that if that ankle's healthy he's bursting and there was a run on the goal line where he went outside and could have cut it up um for it looked like a walking touchdown but i mean 
you could tell he was beat up. Phoenix was beat up. I mean, it, it was a, a complete heavyweight match that Michigan dominated from from start to finish. And I really, really think if Johnson was healthy, it's a different ball game. Um, I agree. Because I was, they tried. They first tried play to game. run it. They're really first play of the game. He got it was just a normal ankle tackle, and yeah, that, that I, yeah, it's we gotta give credit where credit's due. Michigan had the best defense in the country statistically uh, from week one. And the, the the defensive line is insane. Um, I touched on the secondary kind of being the key to this game. Um, if you know, if Washington can kind of scheme guys open and whatnot, they did a, they, they did an okay job of it early, um, but just that that they started suffocating the receivers. I mean, Mike Sanders still, um, Josh Wallace, um, the big one who I'm, um, I'm Will blanking. Johnson. Will, Will Johnson, Johnson. Thank you. Just that's the thing, Austin. I mean, that that's the thing, and, and that's what I was trying to kind of, um, you know, get across on the preview show, like, the, the, because the line opened at, what, like, Michigan minus three and a half, Michigan minus four. Yeah. And we saw it trickle up and up and up throughout the week. Like, there was insane value on Michigan solely because people, everybody watched Washington for maybe the first time all year. Obviously not us hardcore college football fans who have been watching them all year and, and like you Austin who have been on them all year but a lot of college football fans and college football betters watched them for the first time all year and saw Penix and, and Adunze and McMillan and Polk just rain down the field and just dropping dimes and they just expected that to, to continue it's like the, the difference between Texas's secondary and Michigan's secondary and Texas Texas's defensive scheme and Michigan's defensive scheme is night and day. You're not going to do that against Michigan. So that's why I was, I was, you know, pounding the table. They have to establish a run if they want to get those, those chunk plays because they're going to be few and far between. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you listened to me last week, you should have grabbed Michigan when, when, you know, the spread was lower. Now it ended up not mattering. They covered three, they covered six or what, 21 or whatever the game was. So, um, but I, I just think it was a bad matchup and Washington would have had to play perfect. Their defense did play better than I expected. They played pretty good. Uh, their defense played well, and McCarthy was bad. Yeah. And he was, you know, touching his ring finger after, you know, in the fourth quarter, like like he was doing anything. Um, ten, think, completions, I mean, ten completions, and he's the best quarterback ever to play college football. Yeah. The, Harbaugh, the, the, Harbaugh is like, go ahead. Go ahead, no, you know you because I could go on a tangent, I, and I, I really don't want to. Harbaugh is just like he's. I mean, love him or hate him, you can't deny that he instills confidence in his players. Um, because he says some wild things. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's just he's constantly gassing up his team and gassing up his players. And I mean, I guess they they kind of feed off that um, a positive, you know, reinforcement and. Um, yeah, I mean it's. Dude, they it they, they strive um, through times of adversity. You know, the, the whole year was just they were going through so much that it wasn't their fault. You know, they they the adversity was, was just so hard for these guys. They had to overcome so much. So unfair to them. I they, hate having to fucking I talk about. I, I hate having to talk about this team right now, bro. <laughs> it, it is making my skin crawl. It is making my skin crawl so badly. But you have to, I yeah. mean, and like, off like. Listen, we can I, we can victory lap this when when it gets vacated in two years. I wish. Come back bro. on it. I wish. And, I've kind of I've kind of let that okay, ship yeah. sail. 
I've kind of like held on to it for a while, but I don't know, man. I feel like if something was going to happen, it would have happened already. So I've kind of let that let that fly. I just I just don't just I've never seen. I haven't. I can't remember a team being carried by a defense like this team. And I'm sure there's a there's you can pull up numbers and there's a team within the playoff era, you know, that that was defensively strong and offensively it was kind of eh, but like this defense led them to a 15 and 0 record, led them to a national championship. Like like yes, great offensive line play and it helps them run the football, but like that defense, dude. I mean, they got six or seven guys right now that could go play in the NFL and half of them are sophomores, so they're coming back. So it's like it's the, one of the best defenses I've, I've I've seen in a very long time, and it, it it kills me that I have to admit that, but it's the truth. Like this is it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Harbaugh though, because if he leaves, yeah, what do you think he does? I was, I don't know, man. Like I I mean I hope he leaves. <laughs> if he leaves, he's probably he's probably bringing Jesse Minter with him. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a whole new defense. That you, and then who knows about uh, the transfer portal and, and stuff these days? You, you know, your coach announces he's going somewhere and wait two minutes and ten people are in the portal. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Harbaugh. And because I don't I don't really know. Like get into this, I guess if we want to jump to the NFL or at least in the coaching realm. But I don't really see an NFL fit for Harbaugh. I mean, maybe the Chargers? What do you think? Yeah, I would say the Chargers. Um, the Raiders would be a good fit for him, honestly, but I don't see them moving on from um, Pierce or Antonio Pierce. At least it'd be... The Raiders really- are already paying... The Raiders are already paying Gruden and their GM that they fired and Josh McDaniels. They're still paying three Yeah, that's three people. That's so crazy. I don't know if they want to give Harbaugh... He's Harbaugh's going to, you know, end $15 million a year, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd probably say Chargers would be... At least that'd be the best, um, the best job in my opinion. I guess from a talent wise, you know, great offense, great quarterback. But um, rumble rumbles are saying that like it's not a great organization. Ownership is kind of whack. But I, I don't think he leaves. Honestly, I think he stays at Michigan. I think Michigan eventually gives him a lifetime contract, and he's there for good. I would be shocked if he leaves. I think. Uh... I'll leave you guys with this. I think this little Cinderella story for Washington's kind of kind of done, especially with them joining the Big Ten. Um, oh, it's dead next next year. Yeah, I mean, Pac-12's defense is one thing, but I mean, I think the worst defense in the Big Ten might be better than one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. So they're 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 in for a whole new beast next season. Um, it was fun while it lasted. Everyone's kind of leaving, um, jumping off ship for Washington. But yeah, I'm I mean, jump I'm jumping off too, dude. It, I, like I was on them all year. I loved watching them play. I watched them every weekend I could. But um, Penix is gone. Odunze and Dylan Johnson both t- uh, declared. Jalen McMillan declared. Um, Braylon Trice, the uh, uh, DN, declared. Like they, and obviously, Caden the is now in, in, in uh, Tuscaloosa. So it was a, it was a one year wonder, and unfortunately, it didn't pan out the way that Washington fans wanted it. But it was fun this while it lasted uh, because yeah this is reminiscent of like i'm getting strong tcu vibes no 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 five seven in their future no bro i don't think it's gonna be that bad 
We'll see who they hire, man. I, I, I heard some uh, Cliff Kingsbury buzz. Which I saw that too. Fun. Yeah, that could be fun. But going into the Big Ten, losing everybody, especially Kalen DeBoer, who I think is a top five coach in college football. I don't know that he went to Bama. Um, but yeah, that they're going to take a little bit to recover. I mean, this was their this was their chance. Yeah, um, yeah. Without okay. teams. So. Bob. Let's move on. I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's stay on the co- let's stay on uh, the coaching carousel. Um, we can get into it a little bit, uh, a little, a couple, you know, a little bit down the road when we kind of get an idea of where uh, where some of these guys are going to go. Plus, we got a lot to talk about today. But it's kind of an end. It's kind of an end of an era. It's kind of a bit of a tongue twister there. Um, our entire lives has been Bill Belichick in New England, Pete Carroll in. Seattle and Nick Saban in Alabama or at Alabama. And uh, Trent, obviously, you, uh, b- the two goats, Belichick and Saban, starts, uh, started their career in um, Cleveland. But like our whole lifetime, like these guys have been pillars in football, not even just professional football, but just football in general. And the fact that they're gone is kind of wild. It is. I saw, or I saw a tweet. Um, people are saying like, "Oh, is this is this how it's gonna feel when when LeBron's not playing anymore?" I'm like, dude, no. Like when LeBron retires, the NF- the NBA is never Austin, and I mean never gonna be the same. Never. No. Um, but I think it's also I think it's almost a good thing that these guys are, are stepping down. Um, I don't think any of them are gonna step away from football completely and be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go live in a beach house and you know." I'm not going to be involved at all. Um, I would love for these guys to kind of stay in touch with with some kind of operation. Um, but I think it's good. I, I I don't know about you guys, but I don't know if I'd want to be drafted to New England and play in a system like that in today's football. Uh, but, I mean, we saw the, the impact that Saban had as soon as he retired, like you said, Trent. Um, I mean, these, these recruits and the transfer portal was kind of flying like crazy. Give me Caleb Downs. Come really? to Columbus. Come to Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, we we, uh, we can bite our talk with all the Ohio State talk. I know we've been ca- catching some flack about um, that. But that'll, we'll say that. And I love it. We'll really die. I fucking love all the slack. Listen, next year, man. We'll get into next year when it's next year. But goddamn. Uh, is it fall yet? That's all I got to say. But uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick, though, I don't think he's done. No, like, I, I don't think he's no, done no. at all. I would be surprised if he hangs up. I mean, he's 15 wins away from uh, the, the most wins in NFL history as a head coach, right? So um, I think he's definitely coaching. I see, you know, maybe he goes to. I I, I heard some buzz uh, over the last couple of days about Atlanta. I've seen, I can yeah. See him going to Atlanta, and uh, you know, having all control there and stuff. Um, to your point, Gage, I, he definitely, you know, I don't think his his style of coaching is going to doesn't really resonate with this generation of players. But you know, he's still a, a really, really like main defensive mind right so he's still gonna like he's basically like a walking like top defense no matter where he goes no matter what personnel he has yeah so his defense is still gonna be a lead he just needs to find a quarterback and after brady 
Um, he's been dealing with shit at quarterback, so maybe Atlanta isn't the spot for that then. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say, so then why? Because I've seen the same thing where he's rumored to go to Atlanta, but, like, why? Like, defensively, they're not great. They, have, they don't have a quarterback. And they got some talent yeah, on offense, move. but, like. Maybe they get, um, maybe they make a move for Kirk Cousins if Minnesota wants to do that again, which I don't know why they wouldn't. And then maybe Justin Fields, maybe Fields yeah. and, and Belichick yeah. team up in Atlanta. If he wants, an, fun. If he wants a, a, a good young defense and skill players on offense, go to Seattle, dude. I mean, Geno Smith is, is, is manageable for the time being. You got, all, you got that young secondary. Got weapons. I just don't, I just don't know if, I, I agree with you also. I just don't know if they would want a, a 72-year-old coach to replace him with a another 71. I don't see Pete Carroll. I don't see Pete Carroll hanging him up either. I haven't really like paid attention to his um, like his crystal ball, I guess you can say, but um, I would be shocked if he just stopped in general like stop coaching in general i would i could see him taking like an atlanta or a um uh, uh what's it called carolina like a, a sh- not not a great job but just like a one last like hoorah like let's see what i can do kind of thing i don't know shit the way he may, the way that he moves around during practice he might he might get signed somewhere <laughs> He's like Harbaugh, dude. He's the one that he like warms up with his team. Yeah, I, I know Pete Carroll's got like a. Some people don't like him and stuff from like his USC days and stuff, but um, I like Pete Carroll. Like he's, I love he's Pete Carroll. Yeah, all of energy, man. Yeah, I, I can see him going. Speaking of the Chargers, too, I know everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, they should go to the Chargers." Yeah, um, but I think he'd be a, a good fit with the Chargers. I think, but um. I don't know. You said Carolina, Austin. I don't know who the hell would want that fucking job. No, no one should want that job. But I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I could see one of them being like, oh, let me show everybody how good I actually am. I mean, I guess Belichick tried to do that without Brady first couple of years, and it kind of was a shit show. But Did uh, Ron Rivera ever get fired yet? Or yeah, down? yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Uh, Mike Vrabel, too. Holy fuck, we didn't even talk yeah. about him. Like, he got the short end of the stick there. I mean... He's one of the top ten coaches in the league. His roster was just horrible outside of Derrick yeah, Henry. I thought, like, I thought that was the one, of the more random ones. Yeah, fifty-four wins over six seasons. I, I, I was shocked about that. Come to New Orleans for the love of God. Any of them, bro? Yeah, I was. Any dude, of them? I, I, I was just thinking about that. Like all these great coaches on the fucking market, and the Saints are like, yeah, I think Dennis Allen, you know. Let's run it back. He deserves a Bro. second chance or a third so, chance. That, that, third that bring, uh, um, no, this is this was his first full year. Um, okay. That, that that brings up a good question. Then we uh, last thing about the coaches, and we can move on. Um, like outside of what maybe Shanahan, John Harbaugh, I would say Stefan, Stefanski. Like there's there's a handful, maybe of like five or six coaches that are like those are our guys, right? But like. If you're a middle of the pack team that has like a coach that's been there for a while, like a like a Doug Peterson or a Dennis Allen or um, a Kevin O'Connell, like just like guys that like haven't really done anything wild but haven't done anything bad, like you have the goat, you have the greatest NFL coach of all time, and you got a Pete Carroll who automatically is a top ten coach wherever he goes. Of like you have and then Vabral who's shown how good he is, like. 
why would you not take a chance? It's not even taking a chance. This is a drawn-out question. The point is, or the question is, would you bring in Pete Carroll or a, um, a Bill Belichick and replace your coach right now? Just like in general. I think, I think Vrabel's the guy, man. Like, I the Titans are just they're gonna be. I mean, they just stamped their ticket for irrelevancy for the next ten years. I feel yeah. like, like, I'm not gonna find a better coach than Mike Vrabel. You, you're spot on. Like, he's been he's been turning chicken shit into chicken salad, um, for years now. I mean, he's that got no quarterback. First, his uh, that was the first. Kid. Yeah. What'd you say? That was the never f- that's the first <laughs> time I've ever heard anybody use that analogy ever. <laughs> I got, I think I got that one right, but um, do you understand the point. Like, I do. Got yeah, to work with. Yeah, Still, it makes sense. And he was the one seed a couple years ago. Yeah. So yeah. beat Belichick. If Rabel, not to make this about Ohio State, but he ain't coming. You know, bro. If, if Ryan Day, you know. If Ryan Day disappoints next year, which it's hard to do with that the team he's got coming in, but if something goes, if they lose to Michigan again, and and Rabel, you know, doesn't take a job this year, I think you throw all your resources, all your money, everything you have at Mike Rabel. But anyway, that's a long-winded answer of saying Mike Rabel is just you know a top five to ten coach, and um, yeah, I would like if the Saints. I don't even care if I already told Dennis Allen he's got the job. Like I would fire his ass today. See you, right Dennis. Now. See you, Dennis. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Get the fuck out of here. I could see. I could really see. I know the Patriots just hired Jared Mayo or whoever. Gerard but Mayo. I could see. Yeah, I could see Rabel going there. I think that's like a dream scenario for Robert Kraft. Um, well, he was. Because because he he didn't he win like three or four Super Bowls with. New England? Yeah, he won he won three and he's he's in the ring of honor, got his number retired. But wasn't he yeah. a, wasn't he the D C there for a little bit? Or am I tripping? Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I, I think he was that I thought coach, he was, I wanna say I, I thought he was a coach for them at one point. He was he was a coach. He I think he well, he played there and then I think he coached there as like coach and linebacker okay. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um I thought he was gonna go yeah. to New England too, but then um but yeah, they, uh, Gerard May. I, I want uh, Tyler was telling us about that, and I looked into it, and he was right. Where in um, Gerard May was like contract, he was like kind of like labeled as the, the uh, successor to Bill Belichick. So I don't really think they had any intention of hiring anybody else. But they, I don't, the three of them are going to have any trouble finding a job, in my opinion. And we just kind of kind of let the the playoffs go because I think when the playoffs are done, they'll um, they'll find a spot. But would you take him? Would you take you any? Think, would you take any of them over uh, Stefanski? Yeah. Uh, I I I wouldn't. I, I'm no. I'm like really hot. Stefanski. I like. But I, I, I would. I think. Well, first of all, I let's like, not let's I, not. about to win his second coach of the year award. Yeah, I like him. He's a damn good coach. I like him a lot. He's a damn good coach, right? And he and he's been doing it with up quarterbacks like that's his fourth quarterback the most injuries uh most like important injuries nfl and i thought i mean he's a great offensive mind and he seems to uh be a great leader now too he seems like he's really blossomed so i'm you know team stefanski i wouldn't outside of like your shanahan's and like mcdaniel i don't really take anyone over him yeah fair enough but but uh speaking of stefanski 
That's enough coach talk. Let's move into the playoffs, man. Uh, first game on the board, Cleveland at Houston. Uh, before we do that, though, we're going to quickly run through last week's picks. Um, we could talk about a couple of these games. Other, other, or most of them, actually, didn't really have any impact on the playoffs. But um, you, you guys both, 4-2, and two, solid. Uh, Gage, you, uh, we were tied going in the last week. You, uh, you extended that lead quite comfortably after a pathetic 1-5 showing from yours truly. Uh, I'll run through. What was that? Hold on, you kind of cut out. What was that? Oh, I'm sorry. I was a pathetic one and five. Elaborate. Yeah. Um, Saints, who I haven't been on in probably two months, were my only fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Jabu. Nah, you you should definitely shout out. Say Nah, 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 nah. That should count as a double win, bro. Fucking fuck the Falcons. Fuck you, Arthur Smith. You cry, baby. Fuck. Uh yeah, Saints shout minus. Out. Go ahead. What? Well, really, also shout out Derek Carr for cashing my. Oh, that's right. He passing hit. He hit. Cards over. <laughs> Came in clutch. Let's go. After a roller coaster. Game. So shout out, shout out Derek Carr. Fucking uh, that, bro. That that organization. Uh yeah, Saints my yeah. only win minus three over the Falcons. Fucking forty-eight seventeen ass whooping. Um, we talked about the college games. I was on Washington or the national championship. I was on Washington plus uh, the points. I was also on the over 55.5, both L's. Eagles minus 5.5 against Giants. They are absolute frauds. Uh, they lost that game. Giants won outright. Uh, Bears, um, Packers over 45. I figured that would be a shootout. Ba- um, Packers defensive line and uh, front seven kind of shut down the uh, the Bears rushing attack. Ravens plus 3 Saturday night or Saturday afternoon fucking tsunami swamp fest i figured that would have favored the uh the ravens a little bit even though they rested everybody i didn't think the steelers were going to be able to, to score more than two touchdowns yeah one and five not my best uh performance going into the playoffs but we'll bounce back trent four and two brother Trending. yeah four and two four and two week for me i'm getting hot man i am on fire i mean i mean you really are I don't know, the last three weeks combined, I think I'm like 14 and four or something like that. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm really turning it on. I want to say about the Eagles, uh, you, you mentioned you were on them. I uh, I talked about my Derek Carr future. I was on the Eagles future uh, win total over 11 and a half. They start out 10 and one, then lose five of their next fucking six games to, uh, to not cash that for me. So that pissed me off to no end. Um, I also had them last undefeated team, the one that they just beat Zach Wilson. So the, fuck the Eagles, really. They kind of fucked me this year. Um, but getting into my picks really quick. Um, yep, four and two week for me. I'll start with my uh, losers and get them out of the way. I was on the Patriots minus one and a half. Kind of bought into the narrative that they owned the Jets. Um, that was an ugly-ass game with all the snow and stuff. So I uh, wasn't close there. And then I lost the Bears plus three against the Packers. Uh, I actually watched the majority of that game. That was a really weird game. There was like a like eight possessions or something like that because um, every drive just lasted really, really long. Just play calling was horrible. They called like one pass play the whole third quarter. Um, it's like they weren't even trying to win that game, and uh, they fired their offensive coordinator right off the game. So that makes sense based on what I watched. And then my uh, – my four winners, I was on the Texans minus one. That was Saturday night against the Colts. Um, hell of a game. 
and um, I don't know why you know, I didn't take that, that, bro. I should have fucking yeah, been. It was a fun game, man. It was a fun game. I wanted CJ in the playoffs. I didn't want him to face the Browns, but here we are. And um, they got it done. And obviously that Minshew pass at the end was everybody was kind of talking about that. Um, I was on the – remind me who the Titans played. I was on them plus four and a half. Oh, they they beat beat Jacksonville. Beat them outright. They won one outright at home. That line made no sense to me, man. The Jags are reeling. The Titans are really good at home this year. Tannehill's a serviceable player, um, and they they kind of won that game outright. Uh, Cardinals plus three. That was a weird game. They missed two fields at the end, but still covered against Seattle. Then uh, I was on that Philly Giants over 41. I like riding Philly overs. Uh, stay tuned for that. might be later t- today when we talk about that. Uh, but that hit nicely for me. So four and two week. Going to keep it rolling for the playoffs. Yeah, Trent, you and I, um, we had a little bit of overlap in our picks, so I won't go too into depth with those Texans cashed. Um, I went four and two as well, so we kind of mirrored each other. I'm not, I'm not too upset about that. Um, Titans plus four and a half was a winner as well. Patriots minus one. Yeah, you mentioned it, Trent. Um, this team had 119 yards the entire game, and they had the ball for almost 28 minutes. How does that make sense? Horrible. Um, it doesn't make sense, and it, I don't want to say the Jets beat them. I want to say Brees Hall single-handedly destroyed the entire New England team. Um, he had 178 rushing yards, and Simeon had eight completions for 70 yards. So that was just a complete, complete domination from uh, New York. But, yeah, I was on the same kind of story that you were on. Um, Jets haven't beat the Patriots in 15 straight games. And, of course, the one time that we hop on them, they fucking lose. So here we are. Um, I was on the Bengals minus seven. Um, I think that was just kind of a like a narrative. Uh, last game in the jungle, nothing to really play for. Um, Joe Mixon and the boys went out there and, and put an ass beating on the Browns. Shout so out, that was uh, sh- free. Shout out Jake Browning's girlfriend. Why is that? Oh, Sh- you didn't see that gauge. Just shout out. Yeah, shout her out. Shout out you if you're out there listening. Yeah, respect. Um, um, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I be over there, and not knowing was a monster. <laughs> I forgot I about that. <laughs> um, I knew that Pitt had the win to get in. I knew that they were gonna have to throw their best offensive weapons out there and do what they had to do. And I thought Baltimore could respond a little bit, but that was just a very ugly game and just a misread on my half. Um, and then the Packers minus two and a half. Um, at home against Chicago, and they come through. Jordan Love and the boys, nineteen or seventeen to nine, very ugly game, but um, a win and end kind of situation at Lambeau. Um, kind of a no brainer pick there for me. So four and two, not mad. It, it kind of separates me a little bit from from you in second place, Austin. And I mean, I don't, I'm not sure when this competition is going to end, if it ever will. But we've been I mean, it's, fucking it's been, going strong, dude. It's been a it's been a close battle all year. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it's gonna fall. Um, yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go through the playoffs um, this week. Um, I can we can just get into it right now. We're gonna do one pick per game in each round of the playoffs. So to dumb it down because this weekend there's six games. We're gonna do six picks, but each pick needs to be from a different game. So you can do 
you know, Joe Flacco touchdowns and Steelers over. Like, you know what I mean? You get, the, you get the gist. Six bets this weekend. One of them have to be from each game. And then moving forward, that's just how it's going to go. So next week there will be four games. We'll do one pick per game. And uh, all the way up to the Super Bowl, and uh, we'll figure it out from there. But let's get right into it, man. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Kind of hinted at it earlier. Browns go into Houston. This line currently sits at minus two and a half. Trenton. The entire fucking world and their mother are on the Browns minus two and a half here. Everybody is on Browns. Really quickly, give us a reason why the Browns will cover that two and a half. I don't know, man. It scares the shit out of me. I'm not going <laughs> That's a we'll pause just for him to say, I don't know. Well, I Because I, I was going to say the same thing, Austin, and it's been driving me nuts all week. Like, But he's on the Browns. I, have, I haven't seen anybody that are like, the Texans, Texans are going to win this game. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the Browns are the better football team. I do think that they have a matchup advantage. Um, and, you know, I... I I've been kind of going back and forth with this game all, all week because um, it scares me to play C.J. Stroud. It scares me to play this Texans offense on the road. The Browns' offense or defensive splits at home versus the road are pretty drastic. Um, they've given up a lot of big plays on the road. It's not like no, no team in the NFL has been able to just sustain drives against the Browns. Like There's no like oh, eight yards here, four yards there, 14 yards, 12 yards, six yards. It's more just like big plays that have kind of done their defense in. That's basically the only way teams have scored on him. So I worry about someone like C.J. Stroud who can throw the ball downfield um, and that being, uh, you know, maybe our kryptonite. Because of that, I do like the over in this game, though. Mm. I think that the Texans' secondary... I agree. It's not going to be able to hang with the Browns and Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco is going to be airing the bitch out. Um, I expect the Browns to score in the high 20s. And I do expect the Texans to score as well. Of those defensive road splits for the Browns. Um, and because of, you know, what I have for C.J. Stroud. So I like the over. It's only at 44. Um, I do not think this over should be the same total as the Dolphins and Chiefs playing in know negative 30 degree wind chills a team like the chiefs that can't really score anyway but have a good defense someone has to explain to me how those totals are the same number or around the same number i don't get it so um i do think the browns will win but it'll be close i do think the game goes over 44 and a prop i really like is david and joku 56 and a half he's done his last three games and um it's a really good matchup against that Texans uh, linebackers in secondary. So my three plays that I would like, I don't, I'm not going to play the Browns obviously as a fan. I, I would like them, but love the over love and Joku's over to, uh, receiving yards. Yeah. I'll take reins here, Austin, and I'll let you, you finish off with your pick, but Trent, let me give you a little bit of a, a little bit of insight to maybe make you feel a bit better about why the Browns will win. And that is going to be my pick as well in this game. I see that line at one and a half now, Austin, um, via the score app. Fan, not sure if looking at people. FanDuel currently... Ha- Say it yeah. again, Trent. 
it's bouncing around. I, I, Fanduel has two and a half, but yep. I know books have one and a half. Uh, other books have one and a half, so it's around two, I think, by game time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, obviously betting against CJ Stroud at home at an underdog um, after what we've seen him do this year is, is kind of scary, and it wouldn't be like your first instinct. Um, but come playoff times, it, it, it's kind of different, and I'm not taking any credit away from him. Taking this team to the playoffs after that team winning three games last year and him doing it in the back half of the year without some of his weapons on the offensive side of the ball, hands down, just just incredible. Um, shout out H-Town, hold it down. CJ Stroud's doing his thing, but um, he's running into a, a, a defense that he's never faced before in his, in his life. Um, they haven't been in the top 20 defense since week six. And they barely squeaked by Indianapolis last week at home. Or it was on the road, too. But um, I, I think they hit a stone wall here. And I really think, I don't want to say CJ Stroud gets humbled because, I mean, you guys hear his press conferences and stuff, and, and he's the most humble guy you'll, you'll come across. But I don't know. I and, and I don't see a world where he, kind of like you guys talked about last week, where Penix, he's not just going to drop back there and, and pick apart Michigan's defense. I kind of feel like that's the same. The same story here. Um, I think CJ is going to do great. I can still see him having unreal numbers, but I think they might come garbage time after Cleveland kind of gets gets away in this game. And oh, it hurts. It's, it hurts because I want him to win so bad. <laughs> yeah, I want I want them to win so bad. I think the whole country wants them to win. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I, I think defense wins championships and. Uh, I really think Cleveland gets it done. But it's not like they have a bad offense either. They've been putting up some big fucking numbers on the offensive side of the ball too. So I like the veteran Joe Flacco. Um, over, kind of, over, over. I don't know. I'm kind of on the under though. I, I'm not I'm not playing a total here. Um, but I, I do like Cleveland to, to cover and win this game. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm leaning towards the over two trend. I'm seeing 44.5 on FanDuel. <clears throat> Excuse me, 44.5 on FanDuel. Uh, Browns overs on the road are eight no this year. Um, Gage, you 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 kind of just touched on on my my biggest point in this game and my official play here is Joe Flacco over two seventy and a half passing yards. Um, you get that on uh, DraftKings right now. He's averaged three hundred and forty yards passing since being becoming the starter, and he's gone over three hundred in uh, I think in every game but one. Um, I mean, the last time these two these guys played a couple weeks ago, 360, three touchdowns. Houston's bottom third. They ranked 24th against the pass. I just, I, I think this game's high scoring. I would not be surprised if it's a, you know, a 27, 24, you know, 27, 21 kind of game. Um, I think both teams score. I just, my my official play is Flacco here. I'm not going to bet against C.J. Stroud. I just, I, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. Um, fun, fun, fun little nugget here. This is the only the third time. I'm sorry, first playoff matchup since 1970, where we have the teams that leads the league in turnovers, and the team that is dead last in turnovers. Cleveland leads the league with 37 turnovers. Houston only has 14. Um, I don't necessarily think that's going to play a huge impact in in this game. Okay, maybe it will. I, see, I don't know. I hate don't. I hated like previewing this game or like looking up this game because like I I didn't want to like fall in love or fall in love with a side here. But like I just, I want to bet Houston so badly. 
and, and, and do it, do it. I may sprinkle a little bit on them, but my official player is Flacco's passing yards. Two seventy is just too low. Like I, I don't, I don't understand why that number is so low. Um, I like him over one and a half touchdowns. Also, I think he goes for three hundred plus. But I would not be surprised if this game's high scoring. I, I really, really won't. I think that outside of, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, L.A. and Detroit, this has the potential to be the best game of the weekend. I'm really, really excited to watch this game. But give me Flacco. Yeah. Give me Flacco over 270 and uh, a no side right now. Yeah, one more point to the over. I mean, both these teams, you mentioned it, Austin. So Cleveland, you know, they lead the NFL in uh, – Turnovers. They've also um, forced, I think, the most turnovers in the NFL. Correct. And uh, no, number one pass defense, top ten in almost every defensive stat. I mean, number one in yards per play, opponent time of possession. Like their defense is fucking killer. So we could see a couple turnovers in this game that give uh, offenses short fields. Also, um, you know, I mentioned that you know, obviously, the Browns' defense has been lights out all year, and their weakness has been the big plays big plays will uh, accumulate less time on the clock, so quick scores. And then the Texans' defense has been one of the worst in the NFL at limiting explosive plays. That's why I think uh, I really like um, you know, your Flacco prop there, Austin, and um, really any receiver prop, but you know, specifically Njoku. I thought that number 56.5 is very low. I agree. Um, is Cooper healthy? From what you're gonna get. Is he playing? I've seen pro- good, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw probable. I figured he'd be good, but... He's good. All right, Saturday night, Gage, you may be in attendance. Hopefully, you will be. I don't know. It's gonna be fucking cold, so I, I, I understand if you aren't. But we we talked off pot. Give me your guys' honest opinion. Would and for all you guys listening out there, I'm contemplating on going to the game. It'd be tonight if you guys are listening on Saturday. Um, tickets to sit like twelve rows behind mid, like on on the fifty yard line, twelve rows behind the Chiefs bench just around 50 bucks for a fucking playoff game in arrowhead it's nuts but like you guys mentioned there's a there's a uh winter like advisory <laughs> yeah like it they're, they're they're suggesting that you don't even step foot outside nevertheless go stand in it for three plus hours um i don't know it's, it is gtd we haven't even bought tickets yet because we're so certain that we could hop on the road get there and buy them and they're gonna be cheaper than they are right now as we speak but um yes or no would you guys go to the game if you were in my situation because i don't know what to do well that that's a different question i wouldn't go in your situation but i want you to go that's exactly what i was gonna say too Trent. <laughs> so for, for the pod and for content purposes i think you should definitely go bundle up don't show any skin and um don't die and then we'll come back and we'll talk about your experience. And yeah. hopefully it's a great game. You should go to... But, I mean, it's a playoff. You're, you always remember it, too. Like, it's, it's going to be something yeah. that, like, oh, even if it's miserable, even if you're fucking... Like, you're going to remember it and you're going to look back fondly on it for, you know, the rest of your life. So I would just do it. And, I mean, maybe I would do it. Probably not, but maybe I would <laughs> if I was talking I, to it. So I, I would not go. I... I, 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 I hate standing outside in the cold for very long especially if it's gonna be fucking as windy as they're expecting it to be but but trench right 30 years from now you're gonna tell your grandkids hey back in 2024 when it was negative 30 degrees and the chiefs won 45 to 42 on a game-winning field goal i was there for that see i uh, i don't know uh 
or just go to just go to Kansas City. If you don't go to the game, go to a, a local bar and experience like that. That'd be fucking sweet. Uh, it'll be electric when we'll we'll tweet out the picture, the selfie from you at the game. Absolutely, right behind the Chiefs bench. You'll see, you'll see Mahomes in the background. You know, you even said it, dude. You can turn around. You can, you can you can wave to Taylor Swift. There'll be eleven people in the stands, so it's not like she's not going to be able to see you. Like, yeah, for the content. Do it for the content. It'll be man. fun. It would be fun. Just it's a risk. It really is. It is. All that aside, it is a safety aside, risk. Uh, yeah, I'm saying you guys want me to go. You're acting like. But I don't know. You guys, it's it's kind of like you guys are pushing me to go die because that's probably what's gonna happen if I end up going. But um, anyway, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a complete nightmare situation for Miami. Um, Austin, you can go ahead and tee this game up. But um, no, go God for it, bro. Go for it. Chiefs minus four and a half at in Arrowhead over under forty four. Go for it. I mean, I I, I think the easy play here is is siding with the Chiefs. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a prop for my bet in this game. Um, I'm going to go with the cartoon character running motherfucker and Isaiah Pacheco to score a touchdown. Nice. Um, one of the hardest running running backs in, 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 in the league. You guys see videos of him, and he he's a, he's a fucking bulldozer. And he's minus 105 via FanDuel right now to score a touchdown, um, which kind of seems crazy. I was also looking at the, the, the Kelsey narrative, and... I know he's been washed up this year. I know he's been slow and sluggish, but it, it kind of had the same feel as last year. Um, they got to the playoffs, and he scored a touchdown in every single game of the playoffs besides the Super Bowl. So it kind of seemed like a good spot for him to kind of step up and, and do what he does best. But in terms of side, man, um, in no world do I see Miami traveling all this way and, and beating KC and KC. Um, do they finish the regular season 1-5? and five? with a negative 91-point differential against playoff teams. That is third worst behind the Giants and the Commanders um, against teams that are in the playoffs. Abysmal into the year. Um, I think everyone got caught up with all the razzle-dazzle at the beginning of the year with Tyreek and all that, um, but they played dog-shit teams. And I know I'm kind of beating a dead horse here, and we all know that Miami can't beat good teams, blah, blah, blah. But um, I think I think it kind of ends here, and I think Hard Knocks gets a... Uh, a good farewell tour, um, and it was fun while it lasted. But um, I, in no world do I see KC losing this game. Yeah, I don't see him losing either. Um, I'm not on a side in this game. I probably won't be on a side. Um, I like the over. It's another lean for me. Um, I knew I, I know the weather's going to be bad, but both of these teams can put up points. Um, I'm going with a Pacheco prop also for my official play. I'm taking him over 15 and a half rushing attempts. Uh, you can get that on uh, DraftKings right around 120. At least I got it at 120. Not sure what it is by the time you're listening to this. Um, he's had six, at least 16 rushing attempts for four of his last six games. Um, Miami is solid against a run. Doesn't mean that uh, they're not going to try to run them. They've given up 100 yards three straight games. <laughs> With the weather, even if the weather wasn't bad, I mean, KC has to establish a run. In the last half of the year, they've been kind of a Trying to do that a lot more, kind of open up the passing game because of how much it's, uh, it's struggled. But over 15.5 rushing attempts, I like that one a lot. I'm also looking at um, Tyreek over 6.5 catches simply for the narrative. Um, I don't see many like deep balls, but I could see him you know, doing that typical lineup, um, squatting behind the tight end, catching a few uh, flat routes or you know, 10, 15-yard ins. Um, 
I like six and a half catches. I also like Miami's team total at sitting at 19 and a half. And I get Miami does not do well. Was it 40? Yeah, here it is. Um, in the last nine games since 2017, playing games 40 degrees or lower, they're 0-9 straight up, 2-7 ATS. So I don't think they're going to win, but I, I, this offense is too good, in my opinion, to not score 20 points. Chiefs defense is not great. Um, just, so does that mean you're banking on the, the Chiefs to put up, what, mid-20s? I don't think their offense is that good to score that much. These are just leans. These are just leans. I would I wouldn't be surprised if if this game goes over. The, the the only the only thing I'll probably put money on is Pacheco over rushing attempts. But but I'm I honestly looking at an old under. Uh, really? I mean, they're supposed to be 30, 30 to thirty five mile per hour winds. Yeah. On top of the negative thirty degrees. It's going to be um, brutal for sure. It's going to be an ugly game. But I just I don't know. Good offense to score points. So I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Also, wouldn't be surprised if. This is a seventeen to the ten game or something like that. So, yeah, I'll be. That's funny, guys. You guys kind of danced around all my plays. Um, oh, I, I'm on Pacheco as well. We're making the clean sweep. Let's go. I'm on his over uh, rushing yard, sixty four and a half minus one thirteen. I think really we were low. all on Pacheco last year. We kind of rode him in the playoffs. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I was on. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I've been given the conditions i don't really see how this isn't just a huge pacheco game i love your play austin is over rush attempts um i expect him to get north of 20 and um gage i'm with you man i i love the under here and you guys yeah. could kind of guess that earlier when i was talking about um the browns texans game but i got this at 44 and a half i think it's down uh to around 43 now austin you can check me on that but um i got it at 44 and a half I would be shocked if either of these teams score in the 20s. Um, we've seen kind of what two has been been doing or lack thereof um, late in the season. I mean, that offense looks broken, you know, especially if Tyreek's banged up. It still doesn't look 100% with that ankle. Jalen Waddell, um, you know, I, I assume he'll be back this week, but maybe not 100%. And then the Chiefs just haven't done anything all year on offense, and I don't expect that to – I don't expect them to find their groove – in these type of conditions. I think this is going to be a grinded out game. Just get through it. Um, you know, ride Pacheco. So I, I expect this game to stay well under gauge. I, I, I would be opposed to taking an old under and um, yeah, game script wise, ride Pacheco. So I, I love those two plays. This is probably my favorite game to bet and handicap. Yeah. I mean, the chiefs, the chiefs offense. I mean, there, there's no way to, to dance around it's, they dance around it. They suck. Their their offense is terrible. Yeah, they haven't been great. They lead the league in drops. They they run the ball really well. Yeah, Mahomes is going to do what he does, but Trav's been quiet. Um, Tony sucks. About as Scanley can't catch a deep ball to save his life. Yeah. Um, Tua said he's not wearing gloves. What the fuck? He's not going <laughs> to his hands. His hands literally might like he might go to clap to like hike the ball, and they might just crumble away. I, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Um, I bet I, I, I'd put it at minus five fifty that he wear comes out with gloves on. Like someone's got to talk to him. Like bro, <laughs> probably yeah. You gotta wear gloves. Like I, I don't care. Like actually unsafe for you to not. Yeah. Right. Work. Yeah. Um. Uh, since since two thousand and two, quarterbacks making their first career playoff start against a quarterback 
who has a playoff start. So in this case, Tua versus Mahomes. Um, the quarterback without making their first career playoff start is 17-35-1 ATS. And that falls yeah. back against um, or back to the uh, the Cleveland game. Also, you know, um, Stroud going up against uh, Joe Flacco. We didn't even mention Joe Flacco's five and zero in the uh, in the wild card round in his career. But um, so yeah, trends aren't really on the side of uh, of Tua and CJ Stroud there. But I I, I think we're all in uh, agreeing agreement that the uh, the Chiefs are going to win this game. I agree. Yep. All right. Let's move to Sunday. Pick up the pace here a little bit. Falling behind schedule. We got a lot to do. Sunday afternoon. Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Pittsburgh going into Buffalo as I'm looking at nine and a half point dogs. Um, I've seen this line go up to ten and a half. I've seen it start at, I believe it was seven, six and a half, seven ish. But uh, TJ Watt ruled out he is not going to play. Uh, he's missed 11 games in his career. Steelers are 1 and 10 in those games. 4 6 and 1 ATS. Um not good. Um I think but on the other end Joe, uh, Josh Allen I uh, just saw his 0 and 7 ATS in, their, in his last 7 games as a double digit favorite. I don't think I'm going to play a side in this game. There's going to be a foot of snow and I know necessarily that doesn't mean on the field there's going to be consistently a foot of snow, but there's going to be a ton of snow in Buffalo. It's going to be cold. I ex- I expect the Bills to run the football with James Cook and Josh Allen with TJ Watt being out. I took the under in this game at 35 and a half. It is currently down to 33 and a half. I still like it at 33 and a half. I I would play it probably down to 31. Um plus Najee Harris has been hot. He's going for his third straight 100-yard game. Bills uh, aren't great against the run. I, I, I love the under here. It's probably the only play I have in this game. This is such a hard game to bet on. Because um, I don't want to do... I don't want any part of this game. It's a fucking... It's a stink fest, honestly. And you mentioned the weather, Austin. It's it's disgusting. And if any anyone out there is from Buffalo listening to this um, and you're looking for a little extra cash, Buffalo social media team tweeted out that they're looking for people Saturday night to shovel the field and they're paid 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> so if, you're out there, if you're out there and you need, you need some money to maybe throw back onto your home fan, your home team the next day, put some gloves on, grab a fucking shovel and, and get that field ready for the bills to play. And, um, <laughs> I know I'm forced to, to bet this game cause we're doing it for a pick six challenge. Um, I'm going to take Buffalo minus 10. I think, I think Pitt, has no reason staying in this game, especially with their best defense player out. Um, and Josh Allen at home is just is just so different. His interception ratio goes down, and his touchdown ratio almost doubles. Um, I think the the turnover battle here is going to be huge. Um, field position is going to be huge. I love the under as well, Austin. Um, but I'm I'm just going to side with the better team and the team that is arguably playing the best football right now in the NFL. So I'll uh, I'll roll with Josh Allen at home, laying the ten points. Yeah, it's interesting, guys. I, uh, I, you know, I agree in some aspect that it's tough to pick a side here. Um, but I disagree. I like the over, especially at this discounted number at 33 and a half. Um, reason being, I think Challen is like weatherproof. Like, if yeah. you need, you were to pick any quarterback 
play in, in snow, wind, you know, chilled temperatures, you name it. Um, he's the guy I'd want. So I don't even know how much this affects him and um, especially his, his rushing ability, right? So um, looking at a prop, I like I just like any time touchdown plus 105. Uh, you know, once you get when, once they get down in the goal line, they're him or I mean, it, more and more this year it's just been him. And I think in the playoffs, there's not as many reasons to not run I'm like you know your quarterback or Josh Allen. So I think he's gonna get a lot of cracks at the goal line. They're at the one they do like their version of tush push, uh, where Josh Allen like jumps like three gaps to the left. It's like the C gap <laughs> yeah. scores. I like his last three games. So I like it many time touchdown, getting plus one on five. Um, I think that's that's pretty much um, as good as it's going to get. And I, I do like the over oh, how many points are the Steelers going to score. That's kind of the question. Uh, but also you did mention that they've been running the ball better. So I could see this game ending something like 23 to 14. And that still gets me, you know, four points over that that number at thirty three and a half. So, I do like the over and uh, Josh Allen anytime touchdown. All right, the NFC Saturday afternoon four thirty start. Green Bay Jordan Love go into Dallas. Current line sits at seven in favor of the Cowboys. Over under fifty and a half. Um, I'll kick things off here because this is really I'm excited to watch this game. Like really excited to watch this game. Um, Jordan Love finished top 10 in pretty much every major passing statistic you can think of. Yards, touchdowns, percentage, everything. Um, and the Cowboys are playing really, really good football. Uh, but Dak is 1-5 ATS in his career in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, we don't know what Jordan Love's going to do, but Matt LaFleur, I'm sure he's going to have his team ready. Um, I'm The problem I haven't taken yet, but I've kind of been staring at is Jordan Love over one and a half passing touchdowns. Currently on FanDuel, minus 125. Cowboys are good against pass, but they're they're not as good versus the pass as they are versus the run. Um, I think Packers are going to have the air to ball out, even though Aaron Jones has been playing really, really well. I think they're going to have the air to ball out to, uh, to, to keep up with this Cowboys offense. I'm also liking Cowboys team total over 29 and a half. And I know that sounds like a lot, but... The Cowboys team total overs are seven and one this year at home. Um, there's no elements to worry about. It's indoors, obviously. Um, this, the then the last where to go? There it is. Last four or five matchups. This game has gone over. I expect a lot of points. Um, I don't have an official play in this game yet, but I'm kind of leaning towards those two props. Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think of this game. Grant, you want to go? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go, Austin, because I was on the same thing as you. I like Cowboys over 29.5 points for all the same reasons you said. Um, I like this game to go over. And um, another prop that kind of stood out to me was Jordan Love's uh, rushing yards. Only 7.5. I think um, One scramble. it's kind of a common theme. Yeah, but I mean, when the playoffs roll around, you know, the protecting your quarterback kind of flies out the window. Um, and, you know, the, these guys are way more aggressive and they're way more to, likely to put their body on the lines. And so Jordan Love, who he, he hasn't hit that number um, that often this year, but early in the year he did run a lot when he was kind of not trusting his arm. And I think 
um, you know, when it comes nut crunching time and, and he needs a first down, I think he's going to be able to run because he's a good athlete. So I like the uh, I like that uh, over seven and a half. That's a low, like you said, Austin. That's just one run, one scramble, and he's got it. And then um, the Cowboys for all all the reason you said. As far as the side, I think that number is perfectly spot on. I I wouldn't play a side here just because the sheer amount of points. I think this is a back and forth game. I do think Dallas wins, um, but I mean. I think Green Bay's offense can hang with them and at least get a backdoor cover, so I'm staying off. Yeah, I think this is a a game where a lot of points are scored as well. Um, I'm going to stay off the total as well. I, I do like the over, um, but I'm going to go... This line open up a little bit more than what it's at now, and I wish I would have grabbed it earlier, um, but I'm, I'm going to hop on the, cap, the Packers while I can while it's still over a touchdown. Um, They've been playing good. They, they, they're a very popular team. A lot of people like Jordan Love. He's been playing excellent ball this year, um, and they're just—they feel like a team that they don't have much to lose, but they have everything to play for. They're really young. They're very talented. They have, like, I don't want to say they have good weapons on the offense side of the ball, but like Jaden Reed, Romeo Dobbs. Um, you mentioned Austin Aaron Jones playing really good. Um, they they're they're finding ways to stay in games. They're, they're four and five on the road this year, but all five of their losses um, have been less than four points. So I think I think snagging seven and a half here would be a safe bet. Um, I'm also looking at the props and Jaden Reed's receiving yards right now is forty eight and a half. Ask me why it's so low. I have no idea. He's gone one hundred and twelve, eighty nine, fifty two, the last three games. Um, granted, it's not against the Dallas. A Dallas um, pass defense, but I think the lights shine brightest when the playoffs start. And Jordan Love, his passing yards is like two sixty. Um, so his wide receiver one having his total yards be less than fifty is kind of confusing to me. Um, so that's what I'm looking at. I don't know what do I have to give a play right now. I do, don't I? No, you don't have to. You don't have to. Just, okay. just when when these come out, we'll have one pick, one official pick per game. So just, you. Like, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not going to go play now. I don't know if I want to go with a proper side, but um, leans would be Jaden Reed over 48 and a half, and Packers to cover that. So, you know, there's people out there that tell my pick specifically, Jaleel. If you're listening, shout out you. Um, we've been we've been killing it recently, but um, I don't have a play right now. Sunday night football. Uh, really quick though. By the way, the 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 uh, NFL like the NFL gods like got this playoff right like the narratives in these playoffs are fucking awesome specifically in this game you got this the best one you got matthew stafford going back to uh back to detroit jared goff obviously playing his former team this game could be and i expect it to be fucking fireworks i think both of these teams score in the 30s i i love the over here um I didn't have an official play when I was looking at this, but I think over 51.5 is going to be my official play here. I also like the Rams to win this game. Um, I know going into Detroit, and I love Dan Campbell, and I, I really, really love this Lions offense. They're really fun to watch. Aiden Hutchinson has been playing out of his mind defensively. Um, but I just Matt Stafford has been a top-five quarterback since the middle of the season. He's, he, he's leading a top-ten offense. Um, 
Kyron Williams, we know what he can do. The two receivers, Cup and Puka. Like, this team is nice. And I'm going to go over 51.5. I am going to take them plus three. Uh, but for, for, for picks purposes and our official plays here, I'm going 51.5. I like Kyron Williams to have a big game. I like his rushing yards. It is currently sitting at 82.5. I love that. I think David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs also go kind of crazy. I love points in this game. I love Rams to win. 51.5 is the play here. Yeah, we sure... Uh, you said the NFL gods are looking out for us. We sure it wasn't the NFL script writers. Right, Gage? Shout out the script writers. <laughs> you guys finally got it right. But I know after this weekend's over, I'm going to be like, God damn, bro. These scripts were so fucked. Like, how did this happen? How did that happen? How... And I'm gonna be mad. Yeah, with my luck. Yeah. With my luck, this is gonna be like a, a 21 to 10 game. Lions kick the yeah. shit out of them. Yeah. Um, this is gonna be a really fun game, man. And this is kind of similar to the Browns Texans narrative that's kind of uh, like growing from this game, where it seems like everybody and their mother is on the Rams here. Yeah. And it scares me. It scares me because I like the Rams as well. I mean, this team is one. Has won seven out of their last eight football games. Can you guys believe that? And their only loss yeah. was the Ravens game in Baltimore, where they lost in overtime on the punt return. On that, on that punt return. So, this has been an elite football team for the whole second half of the season, um, and it comes down to really coaching. And I know you're a big Dan Campbell guy, Austin, but. He stacks up against Sean McVay. I think Sean McVay has been in his bag all season. And the, the job he's done, his team, I mean, you could make a strong argument for him being coach of the year along with Stefanski. So um, I do think the Rams cover the three. I think they win the, win the game outright. And I do like uh, to kind of have a big game here. Um, he got a nice week off. Um at the last week of the season, week 18, was able to kind of refresh legs. Uh, he kind of kind of got hot, hot th- uh, throughout the last part of the season, but cooled off a little bit. It looks like he kind of got overworked, but now he's going to have fresh legs for the playoffs. Rams are going to go to their best players. That seems like with Stafford's kind of move, always targets his best players in the playoffs. So um, getting 68.5 at the Cooper Cup in a playoff setting, I'll take that all, all day. So I, I like his over there. Um, with the Rams to win. Yeah, kind of going with what you just said, Trent. I think the biggest difference maker in this game um, is Matt Stafford versus a very, very, very subpar secondary in Detroit. Um, I mean, I'm looking at something right here, and it says that Nick Mullins, the two games that they played against Detroit, he's thrown for over 800 yards combined. Um and kind of think what what what's what what is Matt Stafford going to do against a secondary that gives up I think what's the say right? two hundred forty-seven yards um, per game, which is bottom five in the NFL. Um, I think this is lining up to be a shootout, like you guys said. I don't think Detroit's going to go out without a fight. Um, I do like the Rams to win this game. I do love Cooper Cup's yards, Trent. Um, that was going to be my pick. I'm not going to do the same thing as you. Um, but man, get your popcorn ready. This is gonna be a great game. This is gonna, I think. I think this obviously 
a lot of people think this is going to be the best game of the weekend, but I, I, I have to agree there. And I'm looking at StubHub now, um, and I told you guys the price of the tickets for the KC game. Cheapest tickets for this game, I'm looking up top, um, 400 bucks to sit nosebleed. So I believe it. Shout out to shout out Detroit, man. They're uh, they're on the rise, but I think it all comes tumbling down um, Sunday night at 8:15. I think I think the Rams win. So my bet here is going to be uh, catching them getting three and a half. Yeah, I like Matthew Stafford passing yards and uh, probably alt yards up to uh, 300, 315, something like that. He spreads that shitty defense. He really yeah, does. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Monday Night Football. Um, the fraudulent Philadelphia Eagles host the – no, that is a lie. They travel to yeah. the NFC South winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what's funny about that, Austin? Um, Darius Slay – was talking to some media and he said that it's a good thing that they're going on the road so they don't have to listen to the home crowd (laughs) that is insane to me for a team that made the for a team that made the super bowl last year it's insane Uh, trent um i can talk about both of these teams for a long time i hate both of them but uh kick think kick us off here philly is I'm sorry, the Philly are three-point favorites. Over-under sits at 43.5, uh, minus 156 on the money line. What are you What are you looking at in this game? Yeah, I don't like particularly any of these teams, or either of these teams. Um, so I actually don't have a ton to add to this game. I think I'm just going to grab the points and, and feel okay about it. You know, everyone's kind of been paying attention to Philly, but... As somebody who had their over 11.5 win total before the year, um, which I didn't think that was going to be a sweat, then became a sweat, then it became a tragic loss, um, I was obviously paying a lot of attention to them throughout the year. And to say they've been disappointing or playing poorly does not it does not encapsulate what how what the the product they put on the field has been horrendous. Like there's no part of their team that is playing well. So. I don't think they should be. I don't think they should be favorites in this game. I don't think no. they're going to win this game. Like what? Why? Why should they be favorites in this game? And AJ Brown hasn't practiced all week. He deleted every every Instagram post that had any kind of Eagles affiliation in it. There's no there's no props up for any Eagles receivers right now. No, What the fuck is going on in Philly? Sirianni's on his it's, way it's, out. Went, yeah. Makes it to a Super Bowl and then fucking gets fired a year later. It's nuts, man. I think it just it 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 shows how important Shane Steichen. I know you're gonna roll your eyes, Austin, about Shane Steichen, but it shows how important he was to this team. Yeah. Um, and jo- Jonathan Gannon, who's doing um, you know well in Arizona, I thought this year. Yeah, goofy dude, um, hell of a coach. Yeah, yeah, man. So. Um, Bucks, and then this 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 prop might not align with my thinking, um, but stay with me here. Um, I I do like Jalen Hurts passing yards. It's kind of low, two hundred twenty four and a half. I think this could be a game where they you know are are trailing, and despite no AJ Brown, um, he's going to have to throw the ball at some point. And um, I think you kind of get a discounted number there because of the AJ Brown news. So, you know, I think Hertz is going to have to air it out. They're going to be playing from behind if the game script I think is going to happen plays out. So, I think it's over 224.5. That's not a lot for, for Hertz, in my opinion. So, 
I'm going to go um, the other side, Trent, and I am taking the bake shows passing yards. Oh, um, God. 10 yards over what Jalen Hurts is at, 234. He's been having a great year, dude. Throwing over 4,000 yards, almost 30 touchdowns, and uh, going, up, going up against a Philly secondary that's been questionable all year um, against uh, a Bucks team that's kind of been clicking. I know they didn't score a single touchdown. Okay, that kind of sounds bad. Now that I think they scored a single touchdown against the fucking Carolina Panthers. Yeah, somehow won. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, I, they're going to lean on Rashad White in the backfield as well. Um, but I, I'm going to I'm going to take Bake Show. I think I think he gets it done. I think 234 is a little low for him um, with the year that he's had, especially with how bad Philly's secondary has been the past couple of weeks. Um, I mean, they've allowed 25 points a game, and they can't stop the passing game to save their lives. They've given up 270 yards per game, um, which ranks fifth lowest in the NFL. So you mentioned it, Trent, in no world should Philly be favored, um, especially on the road. I mean, it, it's kind of – it's bamboozled me all week, and I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that they're favored in this football game. But it, it – we could all sound like absolute fucking idiots when the real Eagles come out there on Sunday or on Monday night and, and steamroll the Bucks and kind of put them in their place. But um, with just the way things have been going the last six weeks for the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't see I don't see a change in on Monday night. So give me Bake Show to to, to scorch this defense and uh, hopefully they win and knock the frauds out. So yeah, um, my prop in this in this game kind of. Uh, Gage, you just kind of touched on it. Well, it's, I'm taking Rashad White over three and a half receptions. Um, it's kind, it's kind of juiced right now. One, I got it at minus one forty five. Um, he's hit. He's got at least four catches, three straight games. Um, I expect Philly to get a little bit of pressure, so uh, dump off screens. Um, Tampa Bay runs a lot of those to begin with, but I think Eagle or Philly wins this game. Um, I think it's an ugly football game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa Bay wins, but I think Philly gets it done. Um, and then exits in the second round. But, yeah, I mean, and both of these teams stink. They're not very good at all, in my opinion. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on in Philadelphia. Um, they've kind of just shit the bed since week, like week 11, week 12. Um, so not good. But give me Rashad White over three and a half catches. And uh, um, Philly's, uh, Philly's um, Philly to win the game. Excuse me. Let's do some drafts. We've waited... Over an hour, so appreciate you guys sticking out, sticking with us. But uh, I promise you, this one's these are gonna be fun. So if you if you've been with us uh, since last year, we we're gonna do two drafts. The first of which is a team draft. So we have all our, our point system. We have all that figured out. Um, we know what it looks like. But we're gonna go through snake draft, and we're gonna pick four teams each. And we uh, we spun a wheel. We got the draft order before we started. It's gonna go Trent, myself, and then Gage. So one through three, three through one, we're gonna pick pick our teams, and uh, we're gonna score throughout the playoffs. Uh, winner at the end is gonna win some win some stuff. We'll figure it out and let everybody know. But then after that, we're gonna do a fantasy fantasy draft. So obviously, players roster configuration. We'll throw that up on Twitter so that way you guys will see all of it. You're gonna see everything that we're about to do. But uh, it's gonna be fun. So let's let's waste no time. Let's get right into it. Trent, you have first pick in our team draft. Who are you gonna take? 
That's a great question. As Gage currently is holding up the middle finger. With a first with the first pick, the 2024 take for take playoff team draft. Team Trent will be selecting Cock Brock and the San Francisco 49ers. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week on uh, episode 53. <laughs> well, I'm taking my Super Bowl winners. I'm taking Baltimore. Give me KC. Give me the negative 30. They're going back to the Super Bowl. You get and back, I get another one. You yeah. get back-to-back, baby. And give me arguably the best team in the NFL right now. Um, Josh Allen and the boys in Buffalo. Now, that's kind of stupid because then they play each other next week. <laughs> You already, you already took him. No, 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 no. Nah, bro. You already took him. I'll take KC. Oh, I'm an idiot. That's all right. I, at least I solidified one of them. That's fine. That's fine. You did. Um, I am. Let's see here. I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Okay, you have the Cowboys. Um, back to back, Trenton. Get back-to-back picks. And remember, we have four, four, four picks. Four picks total. Okay, these are my last two picks. Nope, you get. This is your second and third oh, pick. We're, we're coming back one more you're time. Right, you're, right. you're right. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take the Browns of Cleveland. And fuck, man, Cowboys was a good pick. Yes, it was. Oh, I said I wasn't sure if you were going to go there. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Lions. I, I think the Rams win that game, but I like the Lions pack better because they avoid the Niners. So give me the the Browns and the Lions. Yeah, I'm gonna go um, with the Rams here. I I think the Rams also win that game, and uh, I like having a, a two NFC teams in there. So. All right, Gagers, two picks, your last two. All right. Give me – oh, I hate it, but give me the Eagles. Yep. And, I mean, I guess give me the Texans. I think they have the better chance between them and the Packers. So. Yeah, I was going to take them. I was hoping uh, I could get them coming back. Um, they only have three AFC teams. One of them's got to go to this fucking Super Bowl for <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to end up with four NFC teams because I'm not going to take uh, the Steelers. And I don't think Miami wins. So I'm going to go with another underdog and guarantee me a team in the second round. I'm going to go with the Packers. Okay. So I... I get to choose my last team. <laughs> you get Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Miami. Yeah, one of those. That's, that's Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, or Miami. Okay. Well, I'm not picking Pittsburgh. So it's down to Miami, Tampa Bay. I think I'm going to take Bay. Thanks, one. I just don't – I don't see Miami – I can't see them beating Kansas City in that spot. Um, you know, despite they're, they're a better team than Tampa Bay. But I, yeah. I, I think I'm going to take Tampa Bay. So okay. that'll be my four. All right. Trent, Niners, Browns, Lions, Tampa Bay, myself, 
Ravens, Cowboys, Rams, Packers, Gagers, Kansas City, Buffalo, Houston, and the Eagles. Again, we'll throw this up on Twitter so that way everybody can kind of check it out. But uh, this one's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited for this one. We're moving a little bit quickly because it's going to take a little bit of time. But fantasy draft. So the lineup construction is going to look like this. Because it's only three of us and we got 14 teams to pick from, we're going to do it's going to be a little bit deeper than usual, right? So we're going to do two quarterbacks, three running backs, three wide receivers, two tight ends, two flex. So the flex can be receiver, running back, and or tight end, and two kickers. Sound good? Sound good. Yeah, we got to make this quick. Yeah, we're going to fly through this. I feel like it should be pretty quick. We uh, we rolled on this earlier also. Um, it's going to go, order's going to go myself, Trent, and then Gage. Snake draft, just like we did. So, unfortunately, Gage got the, the short end of the stick and got kind of fucked. But, uh, yeah, and for everyone out there who knows how rigged Austin is when it comes to him running shit, this is just another example. Oh, fucking blow me and give me Lamar Jackson. So are we each taking like a quarterback, and then we we're each going to take a running back? Or? You can pick any position you want. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn to piss off Gage uh, yet again. I'm going to take the best Caucasian running back history of the NFL. Me, CMC. Me, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Let's go, Gage. Let's go. I'm tired of this shit. Back to back here, Gages. You can you can take a couple of your boys here. Give me CD Lamb. Okay. The best receiver in football. And man. Oh. The point system was fucking so I want to take Josh Allen, but he's not gonna score anything in the fuck. Yeah, it is fourteen p- is snow that they're playing in tomorrow. Full or Sunday. Full point PPR too, so. Point PPR. Oh, yeah. The fuck? Give me Isaiah Pacheco. Fuck the quarterbacks. I'll get them later. All right. CD Lamb and Isaiah Pacheco. Trent. Oh, it's me again, right? It is you. Okay. Uh, Give me. Oh, let's see. Give me uh this might be a reach. I actually I'm not doing that. What the fuck am I thinking? Give me Josh Allen. Smart. Alright. I go back to back here. I'm going to take I'm going to go Kyron Williams and then follow that up yep 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 follow that up with I'm going to go Debo Samuel alright it's me right it's me again yep back to you Trent uh, I'm gonna go with have Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey. Yep. All right, I'm gonna go with um, 
I'm going to go with another quarterback, Dak Prescott. All right, Gage, two picks here. For those listening, we're doing two pick or five total picks on li- uh, live right now, and uh, we'll throw the rest. Of- we're going to do the rest of it offline. We'll throw our full teams up on Twitter, so you're not going to miss anything. We're still going to do the draft, but first five picks is what you guys are going to get. Give me Cooper Cup and David Najoku. First tight end off the board, okay. All right. Acts later. This is me, right? This is you. Okay. Um, I need a receiver here. So, give me... Uh, shit. This is, like, strategy-based, because you don't want to choose, like, Tyree, who's going to get bumped first round. Right. So Give me Amon Ra St. Brown. He's going to get bumped first round, too. All right. So these are my final two picks right now. Um, see, I could go so chalky. And I think... I'm going to go Isaiah Likely, for sure. And then I'm going to take, man, I'm going to grab my second quarterback. I'm going to take Big Cock Brock. You guys are real assholes, you know that? (laughs) I need my two quarterbacks, baby. My two quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. I'm good. All right, Trent. Last pick you're giving the people. Last pick. Okay, so right now I have Josh Allen, da- Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, CMC, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Quarterbacks are good, taken care of. You need one more running back, one receiver, two tight end. Okay, I'm going to go with a wide receiver by the name of Mari Cooper. I like it. All right, Gagers, wrap us up here. Two picks. Two picks. Give me... No, he gets one pick. He gets one pick. You do get one pick. Correct. Yep, yep, yep. One pick. One pick. All right. I'm going to go ahead and snag... First quarterback that's going to be on the air, and I will take Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. All right. Like we said, the rest of this is going to be out on Twitter. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, everything will be out. All of our picks, all of our graphics, our fantasy lines, everything's going to be out. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Fucking playoffs are here, man. It's going to be fun. I think this is going to be one of the more exciting playoffs we've had in recent memory. All the storylines are there. We got it's going to be a lot of fun so I'm excited to watch check us out on X and uh, until next week see you boys peace